Welcome to Unchained, the radio program which addresses the challenges facing Christians today with short, pithy presentations, presenting a vigorous defense for Christianity's claim that the Holy Bible is God's inspired word. This series deconstructs the arguments of evolutionists, anti-theists, atheists, and other enemies of the Holy Bible. Here is your host, Pastor Rod Anderson. Hi, I'm Rod Anderson. Why is it that so many people are suspicious of the Christian churches today? How is it that people question the motives of church leaders viewing them with suspicion? After all, pious priests, righteous reverends, missional ministers and principal pastors would defend themselves by saying they are doing God's work and working for his kingdom. So that being the case, then how could anybody possibly doubt their motives? However, it is no wonder people are distrustful. Think about this. If they are all reading from the one Bible and worshipping the one God, then why are we confronted by a vast array of warring sects and factions of groups and denominations all claiming to have the truth? Why? Surely there can only be one ultimate truth on any biblical doctrine. There cannot be a variety of truths on a given subject. Even the most basic of teachings found in the New Testament, and that being baptism, is enacted out in a variety of ways among the churches. Some practice infusion, which is pouring over the head of the child. Some practice triune baptism, sprinkling, infant christening, dipping, etc. However, none of these methods of baptism are found in the Bible. James Gibbons was an American cardinal of the Roman Catholic Church. He served as Bishop of Richmond from 1872 to 1877 and as Ninth Archbishop of Baltimore from 1877 until his death in 1921. This is what he wrote in a book called The Faith of Our Fathers. For some centuries after the establishment of Christianity, the baptism was ordinarily conferred by immersion. But since the 12th century, the Catholic Church commenced the practice of baptizing by infusion, which is pouring. Cardinal Gibbon states there was only one type of baptism up until the 12th century, and that was baptism by immersion. According to the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5, there is also only one type of baptism. And throughout the New Testament, only one type of baptism is modelled and practised, and that is baptism by immersion, which is complete immersion or submersion beneath the water. Interestingly, you never read of babes or children and being baptized in the New Testament, the only candidate for that right are those who are of an age who want to know what it means or who know what it means to commit their life to Jesus Christ. But here's my point. Why the multitudinal forms of baptism when the Bible is so clear? And this simple example is why many people view the churches and their leaders with suspicion. The clip I'm going to show you now reflects the general public's attitude regarding Christianity as this unabashed hypocrisy projects into the public domain. Think about it. Religion has actually convinced people that there's an invisible man living in the sky who watches everything you do every minute of every day. And the invisible man has a special list of 10 things he does not want you to do. 
And if you do any of these ten things, he has a special place full of fire and smoke and burning and torture and anguish where he will send you to live and suffer and burn and choke and scream and cry forever and ever till the end of time. But he loves you. also laugh and applaud in the lampooning of today's popular churches, but for me, it is a sad indictment upon Christianity that many people view the church as corrupt. And whether Christians want to admit it grudgingly or freely, the noticeable fact remains that much of what is taught and presented from the seminaries and pulpits of today's biggest churches cannot be verified from the Bible. Let me give you just one more example, the teaching of hell or eternal torment identified in the clip. It is a doctrine that subjects men and women to the terrors of an everlasting fire of which they will never be relieved and of crimes they will never be rehabilitated from. Its only purpose is to inflict unimaginable pain for eternity for the transgressions committed within a single span of a human life. But where do you find that in the Bible? Where is this teaching in the Bible? You cannot find it. You have to go to the pagan teachings of Greek philosophy to find its true origins, to the writings of Plato, who lived around 400 BC, in which he expounds this idea through the dialogues such as Phaedo, the Republic, Timaeus, and other works. It became an irresistible teaching among pagans of Greek and Roman thought until it entered Christianity about 200. 120 AD by the North African theologian Tertullian, who was influenced by the Alexandrian schools of philosophy and theology. And it was Tertullian who first affirmed that the torments of the lost will be co-equal and co-existent with the happiness of the saved. A loving God who cherishes endless torture Is this in the Bible? No, it's nowhere to be found. But because this teachings and others like it are cradled in the Christian community today, they give rise to strong ridicule and deservingly. Furthermore, just to make things very clear, a close and considered study of the New Testament, the teachings of Jesus Christ and the disciples will not harmonize with most of the teachings popularized within the churches in the 21st century. In fact, most groups or even churches that identify themselves as Christians would more truly reflect their beliefs with the term pagan. I'm sad to say it, but it's true. If I was feeling a little more gracious, I would use the term fiction. Nevertheless, these fallacious teachings which are promulgated promulgated by the nominal churches today are the inventions of men and nothing more. So what's to be done? Well, 
A total reformation is needed within the churches today to bring them back to the Bible. But this would not be the first time it's happened. We have read of the Protestant Reformation in which men like Wycliffe and Haas and Luther and Tyndale and the like drew people's attention back to the Bible. And I've read with interest from the historical works of Dorbini, a Swiss Protestant who died in 1872, described the work and the Reformation and the work of Martin Luther. I'm fascinated as Dorbini speaks of the Reformation just in its infancy, when Martin Luther was summoned to stand before an august assembly at Worms in Germany in 1521. From all parts of the countries had the dignitaries come, from, from church and state, secular lords, powerful priests, monks and friars, courtly knights and their armed retainers, and ambassadors from foreign and distant lands all gathered at Worms. And one of the most most remarkable speeches was delivered not by Martin Luther himself, but by Duke George of Saxony, who stood up and spoke of the deceptions and abominations of popery and their dire results. And in closing, he said these words, These are some of the abuses that cry out against Rome. All shame has been put aside, and their only object is money, 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 so that the preachers who should teach the truth utter nothing but falsehoods and are not only tolerated but rewarded because the greater their lies, the greater their gain. Alas, it is the scandal caused by the clergy that hurls so many poor souls into eternal condemnation. A general reform must be effected. Remember, these are not my words, but the same sentiments need to be echoed today. A general reform must be effected to bring people back to the Bible. Now, if you go to YouTube, type in my name and the title, Hellfire and Eternal Suffering in the Bible, Is It Real? It will give you more information on just one of the unbiblical teachings peddled within nominal Christianity today. Today, I also want to improve your understanding of the Bible, and to that end, I I'm giving you a series of 25 Bible reading guides called the Orchard Faith of Jesus Studies, which will increase your understanding of the Bible in a very quick time. And all you have to do to receive this gift from us is send me an email with your name, postal address and phone number two, info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au. That is uh, info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au or go to our website, theorchardmelbourne.org.au and go to the tab mark, contact us and follow the prompts uh, and we will send the study guides out to you as quickly as possible. Well, our time has passed far too quickly again, but I look forward to being with you next time. I'm Rod Anderson. Remember this, the truth has nothing to fear from investigation. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Unchained. We look forward to your company here next time on 3ABN Australia Radio as we continue this series with Pastor Rod Anderson. blind and they were made to see and 
through his love he listening to My Brother, My Saviour, My Friend by Hilary Weeks. 